Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. It's the Christmas Cup Final Special, episode 286 of 20 Minute Tims. I'm your host, Jamie. I'm joined by Mark Melly. You are. And Stephen. Feliz Navidad. Oh, it's Christmas time. What Feliz that? Oh, look at the start-up. Just an example of some of the, some <laughs> some of the, of the festivities. Festive cheer, yeah. That we have here. It is, well, it's nearly Christmas. Very and that nearly. means it, this is, by all accounts, a Christmas special. Now, what makes it special? Nothing, really. <laughs> the, the sleigh bells and the intro music that people will already have heard. Oh, that, that's, yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that, that yeah. I'm going to put in later. That's what makes it Christmassy. That's proximity the difference between an episode and a Christmas episode. Pro- proximity to Christmas. Stephen, you're wearing a Christmas jumper. I am, yep. I'm wearing, a, well, a winter jumper. Yep. Look Ma- like a little lighthouse man. Uh, so I, I do, it's true. <laughs> and Melly, you're just wearing a hoodie. I've made no effort. Nope. Whatsoever. Listen, this episode of 20 Minute Tims is obviously brought to you by patreon.com slash 20 Minute Tims, where you can support this podcast in exchange for extra content. If you like what we do and you want to hear more from us, patreon.com slash 20 Minute Tims. It's as easy as that. And anyone who was on Patreon, all subscribers on Patreon, get match reaction podcasts. That's where we go over the match that just happened. That's what happened yesterday. One of the best match reaction podcasts of the season, if I must say so myself. Absolutely loved listening to it. But how much did you enjoy actually being at the game? Oh, it's tremendous. That's what Stephen was just saying beforehand. He's like, do you know what? I'm not going to slag Hamden anymore because... It is what you make it when you're in there and the, the atmosphere was brilliant yesterday. Celebrations were brilliant and you're just like, nah, this is the start of something that was tremendous yesterday. Hamden, I'm, yeah, as I, as I said before we, we turn the mics on, I'm, I'm going to stop complaining about it because it's it's actually quite a spoiled and obnoxious attitude to have towards yes, success for your club, isn't it? I know it is. It will never stop being a pain in the ass to get to <laughs> and from, but the atmosphere yesterday was absolutely tremendous. It was, you know what? Would he say some controversial, but that for obvious reasons, a cup final. But that's better than anything we've had at home. I would say this that, season. That season you think? I, think I was absolutely brilliant. I thoroughly enjoyed it. The songs were tremendous. The the songs were carried throughout the crowd. I than... enjoyed the songs. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were carried throughout the entire section of Celtic fans, rather than coming from one corner and maybe spreading out from there. It just it felt you like what else, Stephen? What flares? Loads of flares. Yep, yep. Can't beat Which it. Which we, we don't condone. On this <laughs> wink. Hibs fans Thanks. had a flare. Did you see that? Did you see that video? <laughs> the video was how long does it take for a flare to go out? The Hibs fans, but when they scored, right, they lit the flare and threw it on the park before the flare had fizzled out. Celtic had scored. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to apologise for the cold that I've had for a month. So yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to keep it going. I thought yesterday 
it, it, I was so my overwhelming emotion after it was just I was just pleased. I was yeah. pleased for Ange, pleased for Kyogo, pleased for Callum McGregor, pleased for Joe Hart, pleased for us as fans because we're back, baby. You know, oh, we're yeah. back winning things. It feels like the start of something. Now it's still you know, quite early and people will look back at this if the whole season goes tits up, which I don't think it will and go, oh, you said it was a start or something because that's just the way... It'll be these... one of those cups that don't matter. Like, we've won them in the past. Martin O'Neill's last game, we won a cup and nobody cares about oh, it. It was yeah, one shocking game. The, the John Barnes season as well, won a cup, nobody cares about it. Nobody remembers it. So it, it could... It could has Tell that Vida Recef. It, it, just, <laughs> it just doesn't feel like that. Under no, no, no. It was... I was a wee bit nervous. We we did the the cup final breakfast. It was like a live um, preview, sort of cross between the Sunday supplement type thing. It was a new thing we tried for for Patreon, uh, and before the game, and I I just thought I was a wee bit nervous, especially with the lineups and who was going to play and how we were going to approach the game, and and then the David Gray factor and Hibbs and all that sort of stuff. Everything that was playing into the game, I thought it was going to be a tight and tricky encounter, and that's that's kind of what it was. Yeah, we we spoke about it. We talked about like most finals we've been in recently have been won by the odd goal, haven't yeah. they? Getting it go back to maybe being cham in the double treble where we beat Motherwell two 0 There's been oh, yeah. finals yeah. like that, but most of them Aberdeen Rangers like this one Hearts. It's all been close games, and it was sort of at that final at the final whistle. I was really emotional, and I, I was trying to figure out why. And, when we were talking uh, after the game, Stephen, I sort of figured it out because it did feel like the start of something. Normally, yeah. with the quadruple treble, it, it was amazing, but you just sort of get used to it. Then you had last season and it just, it's a clean slate now. There's basically none of the players, Angie's in, it's a new team here. And they were watching this and I was just looking at all those guys you just named. You could look at every player and go, you know what, you all deserve this. The management, even like guys like John Kennedy and Gavin Strachan as well, maybe... Sort of people are maybe changing their opinions on them as well. It's just feels like something. About it at least I've stopped yeah. talking about Gavin Strachan's bloody laptop now. But it was just a, watching that game. I usually when Celtic have a big result of that, I always think straight away about my dad. But with this one, I was like, "Whoa, this feels a wee bit different because it feels like it's a new start for all these players." And when you, you said something yesterday, Stephen, that I was thinking about today, you're like, "You know what? I'm all in and Angel have been, but." I'm just here for the ride now, strap me in. And I was thinking, do you know what? I don't even want strapped in for this. Just let, <laughs> let it go and see what happens. There's no seatbelt seat needed. Off. It's going to be some ride. It's already been some ride. And look, Celtic may or may not win the league, but after that game, after what you've seen the players and the fans, you're like, we're going somewhere. But mm. it's it's not as if it's just, oh, we won a cup. It feels like, right, okay, this, this is going to build towards something and we'll get there. The game itself, as I said, it was a tricky encounter. It wasn't helped by we had some sensational performances that we're obviously going to talk about. But it, it seems that every time Celtic wins something at the moment, the the press coverage is I but you know, and we'll, we'll talk about the Ross County game as well. But here it was I Celtic won this I but and it was I but um, Hibs were denied a stonewall penalty by Starfelt who was having a disaster. I but they they missed an open goal. I but you know this sort of stuff and. I suppose we might as well just look at it the negative just get them out of the way so we can have a full steam train of positive for the rest of the podcast but Starfelt had a difficult game Put but, it mildly no but he had a difficult game right but if I just find it astonishing that you talk about or people talk about the Starfelt incident and don't talk about the Greg Taylor one because they were almost identical the penalties yeah yeah, yeah the penalties yeah, yeah yeah the penalty shouts I think the I don't, for example, I don't think Starfelt's was. I actually think the Greg Taylor incident was more a clear penalty than Starfelt because I think Starfelt runs and makes contact by putting two hands in the back of the boy, right? And he, and he falls over. But the, the referee allows play to go on 
and Hibs have a shot at what is almost an open goal from about five yards yeah. out. If you imagine at that point the referee blew, Hibs would be going tonto about that. <laughs> but whereas Greg Taylor was deliberately pushed over in the box and a corner comes in, I've seen penalties given for that sort of thing. So I, I, I'm no, I'm no swayed by these arguments for for Hibs. Itself over the over the course of a game, doesn't it? Like, oh, uh, Celtic don't get the penalty. I thought they were both penalties. I didn't really see the Greg Taylor one, and I've seen the Starfield one about a million times because it's been talked about so much, and it probably is a penalty. But at the end of the day, I maybe get a bit of luck, but we also had a lot of bad luck in that game. We had mm. to ride out with not getting the penalty, with Turnbull going off injured, with Kyogo and Mikey Johnson having to go off. With look at the team that finished that match. Starfelt having an absolute nightmare there was things that went, went up against Celtic and they came through it in the end Starfelt did have an absolute nightmare and I've, I've been sticking up for him quite a lot Starfelt I'm a big fan of him I still mm. think he's a really good player but he does have these quite poor games and he's had a couple of them this week as well we yeah. really, he really struggled against Ross County and he's he's starting to have the, a little bit of the the Julian yips about him you mm. know the, the kind of physical encounters don't really seem to suit him that much which is Surprising, since he's played at a high level his entire career, he's played in Russia and all that, but there's no doubt he had a, a shocker. I, I do feel that, and it's a point I made before, but I think Starfield's card has been marked in, a, in yeah. to some regard. I think people made their mind up about him two games in because he had two terrible games. It was at Hearts and then that comical on goal against Alkmaar where he was, he was dreadful in both games. But I think he, I think people have been waiting for this now. Well, that's that's what was kind of going to come on because he sort of he had the bad start. He played his way through it, yeah. And then he had a bad game there, and it's like almost every, everyone's went, "I, I, we knew he was crap." I, people I mean, ignored the fourteen good, good games yeah. he had yeah. in between. I, I find that a, a bit strange because, the, and especially the press coverage talking about Celtics. What was it? Hugh Keaven said about Celtics. Oh, un, an unmitigated disaster. Best defense in the country. <laughs> we know. Like, unbelievable. I, I, it's a point I've been making for weeks. I don't want to keep repeating myself, but there is this default setting within maybe not only just the media it's like a it's like a Scottish culture thing where the Celtic defence is bad yeah. it doesn't matter about the, the stats of it or the performances or the fact that we went about five games there barely conceding a chance never yeah. mind a mm. goal throw that all, the, all out the window a defender's had a, a difficult game in what might even be one of his only cup final appearances he's made in his entire career so far He's had that, so that says back to being an unmitigated disaster. <laughs> Quote, I repeat, unmitigated disaster of a defence. Stop talking piss, you <laughs> It's not, it's not bad for an unmitigated disaster for the guy still to have his hand in the trophy, isn't yeah, it? It's not as if he cost <laughs> him the game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you stop scoring on goals, Starfield. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you need to take him off because he's scoring repeated on goals. Do you think uh, Joe Hart should have came for that cross? Uh, it's a very obvious thing to say that if a ball comes anywhere near the six-yard box, the keeper should be getting it. I don't know if it really often takes into account the mm. fact that there are players in front of him yeah. and he might start off on the wrong foot. His weight distribution might not allow him to go, but if he's expecting a lower... Loads of things could happen. But when you see it from the side, it doesn't go all that close to the keeper, to be honest. No. It kind of swings out the way. What I would say is about it is that Celtic keep getting done with these crosses and or corners where a defender steals a run on the yeah. defence and mm. we really seem to be struggling with that just now easier said than done to defend against because that is traditionally a very th difficult thing to defend against but it'd be you know, kind of remiss of us to ignore the fact that it keeps happening to Celtic to be honest it's a, it's a difficult one because we've had over the, the past two games where we've lost the goals from corners but again up until the end of the match, we barely conceded a chance again for this disastrous defence we so-called have. But the, the Starfelt one and the, the Ross County one, it's just simply Scales and Starfelt letting the, mm. the men go. It's not as if it's 
disaster everywhere. Nobody knows what they're doing. These two guys lost their men, and if they had attracted them, it wouldn't. I mean, happened. it wasn't it like last season when we were every <laughs> no. set piece yeah, was yeah. a threat, and, and everybody looked as if they didn't know what they wanted to do. Yeah. It, so look, Joe Hartman not had a good game for us. Oh, and, I, and I just want to get the Hibs goal in this out of the way, so we can, as I say, get on the steam train of positivity. And listen, I'm immensely ill. <laughs> Hot toddy CSC, <laughs> but but we're powering through. Unprofessional. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's Christmas after all. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's Christmas, a Christmas special. Right. Um, Celtic equalised, what, 14 seconds later or something? <laughs> Callum McGregor, another terrific performance of Callum McGregor, ball through to Koyogo, that first touch, oh my days, sticks it in the back of the net. And when you, when you sometimes when you win a cup final, a player emerges from these cup finals. Like a wee crown on their head Their name stamped Into Celtic history There's People are whispering His name as Kyogo This is as good as ever He's come out of that final After two tremendous goals And there's no There's no debate That was the Kyogo final And That first touch and goal Was just what The guy was all about He's a superstar There's yeah. no other way yeah. To put it I've, I've rarely seen a guy Come in like this And just Be so good So mm. good Even when you think back to The great man Henrik Larsson His first season was Okay But then yeah. he became are A real saying <laughs> Google's better than no, no. Official. Uh, there's your talking point. Melly said that. Clap I'm gonna, it. I'm going to make that the the title of the episode as well. Google better than Henrik Larson says. Go. Influential pundit. Influential. <laughs> but uh, just as you said, the first touch and again, Kyogo get the headlines for that. But the two goals, it's the quick thinking and the the invention, the absolute quality from Cal McGregor and Tom Rogic. Mm. When we've got players in our team that. Like, I was uh, seeing a little bit Ryan McGowan there was a clip about him and he was talking about today uh, I seen it today even he was talking about when he, Ange had them at Australia they lost a goal and straight from the kickoff, they passed the ball back and didn't try to go forward mm. and they ended up winning the game he said but after the game for about 20 minutes Ange was going berating them saying if we lose a goal the best chance we've got to get back in the game is to get straight back in it so I do not want to see you go go backwards you go forward and you try and put them under pressure because the teams will be still on a high they'll maybe not be in position they'll not be concentrating as much fans will still be celebrating yes it's <laughs> yeah. so, so none of this is just by luck mm. it's all by no. design this it's all about him drilling this philosophy in that we don't stop if they want to stop that's when we win mm. and that that clip just keeps coming up and coming up and you're just going this is what it's about because we could have had the head down. You're looking at that team, and it's only really Callum McGregor and Tom Rogic in there that have been in these situations with Celtic before. But they, they, these players dragged us out of that straight back into the game, gave Hibs nothing to cling on to. Like, literally, seconds yeah. the ball from McGregor was unbelievable. And Yogo's first touch with his left foot and the finish with the left foot. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not even his strong man. foot either. You know, sometimes that we're really well taking goals. There's a, a breakdown of the build up. There's this many passes yeah. and it started from this position in your own half. I feel like Kyogo's goals yesterday started from quarter to two when the teams were announced because the, the, the ripple through the fans, like the positivity, yeah. his goals started the minute he was announced on that team sheet because it was touch and go as to whether he was actually going to be fit for it or not. We've heard since the game that he probably wasn't in no, whatever. Yeah, the team said, was as surprised and, and, and as we were. actually touched on it after the game. He said, because he, he knows Kyogo and he knows the Japanese culture, he said that you know they, they have a strong sense of their own responsibility. Right. And he said that Kyogo 
felt like it was his responsibility to be on the pitch that day. Yeah. He felt like it was his responsibility. He had to help the team and he would have let himself down if he wasn't there. And he and he put that into action and he ended up playing. Even some of the players after it were going, he's unbelievable. That's him playing with a hamstring strain. That's what Neil Beaton was saying. That's, that's a miracle this guy's playing. He got yeah. injured 10 days ago, but he made sure he was there and yeah. it, he said it gave us all a lift. And when you've got guys like that just busting themselves just to get onto the pitch for a final, because... When we're looking at it, yes, Celtic have won like five out of six trophies, but guys like Kyogo and all these guys, new guys, this is the first one for see, Celtic. They've never experienced that before and, and he wanted that, to be there. You don't pick up for where you left off two years ago. You know, no, it's not immediately. No. The last season hurt. Last season yeah. definitely hurt Celtic. Last season would, and I, I don't doubt when the, the, some of the players, especially like Sir Callum McGregor, who I think took a lot of responsibility on himself for the game as well, when that first Hibs goal went in, there would have been part of Callum McGregor that went, shit. Not, yeah. we can't walk out here not again but I just just I just want to stay on Kyogo for a wee minute because the guy's he's an absolute superstar he's un- absolutely un- and we're so lucky to have him I've been unwilling so far to get myself too carried away with it but yesterday after the game where we were recording our post you match, that I, seat belt off, I, I just you? I just let myself run absolutely wild with it because I've been I've been like this is too good to be true, surely. There's no, there's no way we find a player like that for whatever absurd fee it was, three, four million or whatever, and he's this good. Surely this is just a weird purple patch. It's the best career, the best form he's ever had in his career, and it'll die off at some point. He'll have that dip, and he'll probably leave at the end of the season for three million to hearts. I don't know, right? <laughs> <laughs> To Sean Maloney's hips. Th- these are the uh, Sean Maloney's hips. These are the kind of things that go through my head if I if I I'll let them. But I'm I'm done with it now. The guy's yeah. an absolutely unbelievable player and I don't really care what ridiculous comparisons people care to make yeah. now, Pile them on. run wild with it full send with the, the yeah. comparisons is he better than Jota? <laughs> yeah, yes <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be back there again now just like, talk about Larson all you want I mean he's, it's going to be very difficult to be anything like Larson but I, it's I'm, just I'm, he, he's got that sorry sorry yeah, sorry I'm just I'm, excited I'm, to I'm, talk yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm perfectly willing for him to be the best since you know because there's been plenty of strikers who have been great for Celtic since then but I don't know if there's been anyone who ticks so many boxes who is going to be such an icon going forward he's as Kyogo he's exploded onto the scene yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. he's exploded and he just there's quite often I was just trying to think back how many times has a player exploded onto the scene first cup final he just grabbed that by the, ne- the, the scruff of the neck and he's he's taking the trophy it was him it was yeah. the Kyogo cup final that second goal don't get lobbed though. See if you're going to. Com- <laughs> yeah. see, by the way, if you're going to complain, right? So who was it? McGinn. Paul McGinn. Aye. Paul McGinn. By the way, they're all clones. That whole McGinn family <laughs> are clones. Um, so so Paul McGinn, right? I, I saw an interview with him. He was like, "Aye, there was a free kick that wasn't a free kick, and then the referee was standing with it. Fourth official was standing with the board up, and then someone very cleverly put up on social media the fact that that's actually not true because Scott Allen wasn't stripped. He was up in the stand. Come. He was up in the stand at the point. So this yeah. thing." It's by the by though, because play to the whistle. Yep. For sure play to the whistle. The the free kick was in the Celtic half and you're not stopping that lob anyway. You, no. I mean Koyo didn't even look at where the keeper look, was. Yeah. He took a word right out of my mouth. He didn't, he didn't look, look once now. He just went like bump, I'll take it, and then before it hits the back of the net, he's wheeling away to celebrate. The other thing about Kyogo as well That was Larson <laughs> Yeah it, it was Larson If you're going to go scoring those lobs, the, the comparisons are going to come. But another thing about him is the, the way he's exploded on the scene, as we just said, that there's no, there's not been any adaptation issues no, at all. No. We've we've seen players from Sweden and they've been rotten for the, like the first six months. Like Sweden, the Netherlands, any other the, the kind of central European countries, North European countries, and they've 
taken ages to adapt. This guy's come from Japan. Japan haven't can, never played anywhere else and he's just slotted straight in. He, in fairness to him, he probably can't believe how shite some of the bums are <laughs> in this league that he's That's coming up that. against. He's, he's like that, texting his mates back home, by the way, you need to get your ass over here. This is money for old rope. <laughs> it's, it's like, when we talk about Larson and him, like it's because like his movement is so like Larson as mm. well. And that's why like you can call the players bums if you want, but he's just more intelligent than I uh, and I'll I'll enjoy it. But <laughs> he's more intelligent than them. He knows when to make the runs like Perfect runs, perfect runs. The first one he stayed on side, and the second one made that run. Doesn't need to look at keeper, doesn't need to take a touch. I mean, <laughs> if you're looking at the Celtic team, if that was through a Mikey Johnson or a Bada, that's not happening. No, it's no. not happening. He's the only guy on that pitch that probably could have done it. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't have ran, but so would you, you're just so much quality in the guy. I don't because... even see Edward scoring that goal, and I thought Edward was as technical a gift of the strikers we've seen since. Edward would have taken it down and maybe moved it past the keeper. I don't see Edward trying to pull off the lob. I don't know. No, he, he did score the, the what's the keeper doing lob right enough at that Ibrox, didn't he? Was that Edward Dembele? Oh, Dembele, sorry. Oh, I, thought, I, thought, I thought he said Dembele. I don't think it was the one. Edward, <laughs> uh, no, you're probably, you're probably right then. I, I I can't really think of any any lobs Edward scored. No. No. Um, I don't, you touched on uh, Mikey Johnson and Abad. I think we were let down by our wing play, but this is a pos- podcast of positivity. We're not going to get into it. Mm. Uh, we're just not, not going to touch on it this week. Cal McGregor. <coughs> Excuse me, keep in. Kill McGregor's uh, <laughs> first trophy as Celtic captain. After the game, you could tell he was getting emotional about it. You could tell he was trying not to let it build up in the pre-game. That's what he said. He just wanted to get onto the pitch and get the job done. He kept congratulating the group. When the trophy came out, he made sure all the background staff and all that were involved in the trophy presentation. That was he, class. That was class. Because yeah. he, he made sure every player and all the backroom staff were on it before he even took the trophy over. So it just feels like a collective, doesn't it? I know. And that's the, the, it just the guy's a class act. He's really embraced this Celtic captaincy. Is exactly what we needed. And not only that, he doesn't just do the the sort of showy, psychological, dig and heart side of the game. He's a quality football. He's one of the best, he's consistently one of our best players. Oh yeah. Well, things are very different for him now. I'm not surprised he was emotional because there's a lot of pressure on him now because he's he's won loads and loads of trophies for Celtic. That's without doubt. No one can take that away from him. He's got those in the bank. He's won loads of trophies. This is his first one as a captain. Whatever happens now for the rest of his career, he is a trophy winning Celtic captain. That might not seem like a big deal because we've had plenty of those in the past, but he's coming off the back of Scott Brown as well. So there's a a lot of pressure on Callum McGregor. Again, we've been hugely accepting of him as the new Celtic leader, but a lot of people at the time were like that, we can't replace Scott Brown. And you can't, but it was all a case of Callum McGregor's not got it. It was Mm. like, he's he's not got the dig, he's not got this, he's not a leader, he doesn't bark orders and all that. But look at the the example he sets at all times. He's a perfectly natural leader for Celtic. He knows the standards that are required at this club, doesn't he? On and off the pitch. Well, we seen that last year when we are having the disasters and he was coming out and being honest in interviews saying, we we don't know what we're doing I forgot about that. (laughs) So... When you look at him, I mean, people were doubtful of him, which is fair enough because replacing Scott Brown, as you said, it's an impossible task. But you can be your own captain in your own way, and this yeah. is what the sort of modern captains are like. When you look at guys like Jordan Henderson, he never thought back in his early years that he'd be a captain, but he's a class actor yeah, on yeah. and off the pitch as well. It's about the example you set, and Cam McGregor is one of those guys that like, can't really get much better because every week. Can't really name any bad Cal McGregor games, no, can no. you? He's just seven, eight, nine out of ten. That's what you get from him. Consummate professional. He just does, goes out, does his job. Then you look at that pass through. He's brilliant. Mm. I play him in any position. He'll, he'll do you a job. 
And then when you see him in, in the huddle before games as well, he is a leader in that way. He's coming into his own, he's doing his own thing. So he's trying to be him as a, a captain rather than be Scott Brown and it's working out well for him. Plus he's a class player. So that's, <laughs> that's it. I mean, that's it. Good that the old footballer is <laughs> Callum McGregor, isn't he? No, I, I can't disagree with a single word of that. I'm really happy for him. My, my initial emotion, obviously, after winning the game was, oh, great, we've won another trophy. But... It was one of those weird things where I just couldn't help but be happy for other people. Yeah, yeah, Once the, yeah. the selfishness was, was over, I was like, I'm buzzing for Callum McGregor. Delighted for Ange as well, because again, it's a discussion we've had many times. I couldn't be more bought in on yeah. Ange. And to receive the email that I'm sure everyone watching listening oh, may, a lot of people will have received it as well. The 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 big message that we got from, well, signed as Ange Postecoglou, nearly in tears sitting, <laughs> sitting in a pub after the game. This is great, but delighted for him. And the names have already come up, but guys like Joe Hart, guys who've never really won trophies before, Joe Hart has, I don't mm. mean I don't mean him, but guys in the squad who have just come to the country who might not have taken part in title races and trophies before. So I, I, I couldn't be happier for, for these guys. It was a great day. I thought Joe Hart, his post-match interview as well, he says, look, I might not be the best keeper in the world, but I play with my heart on my sleeve and I give everything for the club my chest. And I, I, Joe Hart's a peculiar... He's not... He's, he's not bullshitted us at any point, Joe Hart. He's not come up and went, oh, I've always had an affection for, for Celtic and, you know, this is blah, blah. He's came up and went, look... Take a chance on me. Yeah, Celtic have taken a chance on me. Other Abba hits are, are available. <laughs> yeah. um, he's like Celtic gave me a chance. Celtic, money, money, money. Was that? <laughs> Celtic gave me an opportunity. Um, I was trying to think. Of, see, the problem is there. I try to think of more Abba puns because I'm not well. My brain's not functioning too well. Um, but I, he pulled off a was it two good saves? One two good saves. Two, yeah. good, two good saves for us in the game. And he's just another. He's like another captain in there. Yeah. He just carries himself so well. There's so many people in this Celtic team now that I feel like I'm like more relaxed. I'm like, aye, you guys actually represent what this club is all about. Ange is obviously one, and we're going to mention Ange. McGregor, we've touched on. Kyogo as well. But, but Joe Hart is just another guy. I'm like, you get it. You get what this club's all about. That, that's the whole thing I had with Martin O'Neill. He just came and brought in these players and always well, we said it for wanting a better phrase they just got it and mm. I've got that feeling with these players as well the quality of Kyogo Cal McGregor Captain Joe Hart even like Carter Vickers just underrated he's been brilliant Yeah, he's just been so good Jota coming in there's been so many good players and I think it, when you look at it as well with the, the turnover of players in the summer with Ange coming in yes it's a new beginning but most of the players we have here they're all committed to the club. They're all new or they're all just sign new contracts like Cal McGregor. So it's not as if they're all thinking like last season thought it was a good window, but mm. all guys on loan or guys that are a year left in their yeah. deal come the end of the season. It was the end of something. Whereas this is, all these guys could be here for three, four years. And if we could supplement that with a couple of extra players, like we're winning games now when we're men down or mm. going through it now. But watching them all yesterday, even like, Guys like Juranovic was having the time of his life out there. Yeah. Aye, yeah. He got his teeth whitened apparently. Greg <laughs> Taylor or something was slagging him and won the post-match interviews. It's a big day for these guys. Aye. Yeah, they, you need to be prepared, aye. yeah. Joe Hart, with his post-match pattern that, that you've just mentioned, I, th- I really enjoyed that. I wasn't aware of that until this morning, no, the, no. the day after when I when I heard that. Um, that basically summed up and confirmed for me everything we've always been saying about Joe Hart is that we've bought into his... His character. He's a good than, keeper. Well, that that's that's going to be my point. It's that it's that <laughs> you, safe shots. He 
he summed up everything we've been talking about. How he's he's a big character and he wears his heart on his sleeve. He he already is obviously aware of that and he knows that that's what Celtic fans like in a player. I'm sure fans of other clubs do as well. Yeah. But we but we enjoy that. Hard Arthur Boric and guys like that. But crucially, he's a very good keeper as well, <laughs> as you said. And he's been doing his job because we're not going to. We don't want a mascot. We don't just want a guy between the sticks having having a laugh and wearing his heart on his sleeve and having a jolly. He's been doing his job very, very well as well. I love him. I, I honestly yeah. think he. I think he's been brilliant for us. And he's, he's he, came, he was a bit of an underdog, and there, there was a lot of people wrote. You know, this is going to be a recurring theme, maybe on this podcast. But there's a lot of people that wrote Joe Hart off mm, yeah. before, before he came to the club. And look, I'm not going to sit here and say, "Oh, you 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 don't know what you're talking about," because there was reasons to, to be skeptical about yeah, the, yeah, the signing right. of Joe Hart. But crucially for me, there was reason to be skeptical of the signing of Joe Hart out in the whole wide world of goalkeepers and all that sort of thing and you know okay some goalkeeper in Serbia might exist that might have better status blah 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 blah. there was no guarantee we're going to get him but see as soon as he came into the club I was 100% convinced that Joe Hart was going to be a better keeper yeah. than what we had yeah. already oh. <laughs> that doesn't say much for Joe Hart to be fair but that doesn't say much for Joe Hart but there was people out there that doubted it and people yeah. out there that doubted it up until very recently and there was you know Joe Hart came away from that final there was some of those saves were Fraser Foster-esque I think it was Kevin Nesbitt when yeah. Nesbitt took it past Starfield, Starfield twice. twice Joe Hart's out there like a flash mm. like immediately he spotted that Starfield made an arse of it and he went out closed the space did the big Fraser Foster spread and I thought this is it's been ages since we've seen that we've not seen that since Fraser Foster yeah and the saves are class but it's also another guy that's a class act as soon as the final whistle goes after every game Joe Hart will go and speak to the opposition <laughs> Goalkeeper for a couple of minutes, chat away. Aye, but he's like, get it fucking up. Yeah. That's what winning <laughs> a game's all about. <laughs> you need to do better, son. But, uh, like, you should see how much money I've got in the bank, <laughs> by the way. Oh, son. But, I can buy your Mahis. That's what he says to them. He's saying he wants to demoralise them uh, for the rest of the season. He guys them. <laughs> Where he's got a gloved hand on uh, top of their head. Like, you want my gloves, son? Here you uh, go. Yeah. <laughs> Still that eBay, McMullen, you make in a week. That's what he says to them. <laughs> but he's even like, he's over at the crowd. They must have people in the stand and he's over to every player. Like, hugging them and all that and you're like I another guy that just gets it but again fucking good at football and that's what we wanted good players that are good at football and we're looking at throughout this team and they've got you've Joe Hart you've got Carter Vickers McGregor Rogic and Kyogo Rogic. the spine of that team is looking really strong and we just need a couple more additions but if we can keep that together for a few years we'll be very successful and this is just the start hopefully Tom Rogic needs to stop it <laughs> he needs to stop it and he needs to stop it at Hamden because he, he absolutely loves it there I thought Tom Rogic was brilliant again This he's found some sort of strength this season he seems to be much stronger on the ball and I don't know if again this is Ange encouraging him to be more confident in himself going like take these guys on you can, yeah. you can do this don't give it away so easily now negative time there was a few times in the game where I thought very wasteful front of goal took the wrong option so many times and I thought Tom Rogic was quite guilty of that but this new thing where he's taking players on dictating the play staining the ball I, I really admire it he had another big chance much like a recent the Motherwell game right? yeah. he had big chances to basically put it beyond doubt and he had another big one in this game that he probably should have done better with it was a kind of slap really at goal and he's done that a couple of times recently after Abada did nowhere near skinning <laughs> his guy man yeah. that was embarrassing man. but but Rogic's game this season has been tremendous it's no exaggeration I, I think I don't want to get carried away in the emotion of the cup mm. final that, but I, I don't think it's any exaggeration to say that Rogic what he's turning in just now and over the course of the season not every week of course because that's absolutely impossible for most players but it's up there with the best football he's played for Celtic oh, right. and he's been here a long time and he was excellent under Brendan Rodgers but what he's been turning in this season 
It's not only is he's still got the skill, he's still got big goals. He could do we getting another, you know, few goals here and there. He's only he's maybe got three or four this season so far. He's only two. Two right, right. Pathetic. What, yeah, what a slug. I take, return, it, I take right? it all back. But he could have had more. He's getting on chances and I'm sure they'll come. But what we never expected from Tom Rogic was the the level of strength and aggression that he shows. He is a guy who seems to be Along with Kyogo, Kyogo's the kind of focal point of it and he really sort of dictates what goes on going forward, the pressing and everything. He sort of holds that all that together. But Tom Rogic is very much leading from the front in that as well. And he's, the partnership him and Kyogo have got yeah, yeah, on yeah. the same wavelength. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Pressing and aggressing, as <laughs> I put it before the game. So he's, he's very, very strong, hard to get off the ball. That's always been the case. But he seems to be, he seems to have this drive and a, and a, an aggression about him that maybe Ange has brought to him. I don't know. I could, mm. I mean, I, that may be yet another one of those, you know, but both Australian things. Well, because he's played under Ange, I don't think there's any other manager in the world that would be getting these performances out of Tom Rogic yeah. Celtic. Because mm. I think if another manager came in, probably would have left. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In all honesty, at the end of last season, I was like, right, Griffiths, Beaton, and Rogic, I want them out. Yeah. Griffiths, I'm happy he's gone, but Rogic, I'm delighted at the turnaround. He's been brilliant he's never mainstay in the team and I just never thought that would be possible for him because he is now 29 and we've seen him over the years is he going to do it in a pressing team well he can yeah, it just yeah. shows you players can do it if they believe in the manager and the ble- manager believes in them and even like Neil Beaton coming on as well he was great when he came on yeah. and I, that was a guy I thought don't want to see him in the team mainly because I don't want to see, ever see him at centre half but in midfield he can do a job in there and when he when he had to do it he done it it's and been a good while since Nier Beton's latest bullshit as well like yeah, he, he hasn't yeah. done any nonsense I've <laughs> <laughs> got a chart up and over here it's been can we just stop this by the way because we are tempted <laughs> fate you know we're tempted he's <laughs> going to get sent off against Rangers or something he does like oh, that I, I absolutely love that it has been a long time <laughs> since his nonsense so yeah maybe that's in the post but Nier Beton we see when he came on it was unfortunate circumstance of course because he seemed to have picked up yet another injury mm. we've yet to hear the, the full extent of that from a guy who's been playing virtually every game, so that's yet another big difficulty we face. But Nier Beton came on and looked more intent on getting forward and taking on men than the two wingers did. Yeah. I mean, Mikey Johnson does difficult take, games, uh, certainly, though, having Mikey games. Johnson does take on players. It's maybe his decision-making that lets him down at times, but Abada just doesn't. And I don't mean... I know we weren't going to really do that with the wingers today, but I just mean it as a compliment to Beaton. He actually had a bit of, bit mm-hmm. of drive about him, which I you think would that's just expect. that's the team mentality in it. The yeah, play, yeah. They could say that the wingers were having a difficult game. I did tweet during the game that I, I thought the only place our goal was going to come from was... Rogic to Kyogo. Mm. I thought yeah. that was the only place the goal was going to come from because I thought the wingers were just not doing it for us and then subsequently that's where it came from so I'm always right <laughs> is the point there yeah. the well, point of the point I was making there it's, I mean, it's, it's facts the, it's hard facts you can't argue with why science why do you think I've sat in this chair <laughs> it's those two it's my looks just <laughs> it's, it's those two classy midfielders ahead of Beaton that played the ball through for Kyogo the two, the two assists are brilliant and it's just quick thinking it's been better than your counterparts and it's having faith that Kyogo will make that run and you can find him I, I just like the finishes from the guy were unbelievable but that will maybe take away from the assist like the ball from Rogic is pinpoint yeah. for him absolutely incredible I still can't believe the extent to which those hips but see if you're going to come out and complain about the goal I'm doing a wee rewind here right but you've just don't don't fall asleep the whole team fell asleep and primary school stuff yeah, none that. of them were alert yeah. to Kyogo not, not a single one of them no wonder they're hurt because it's a cup final and yeah. blah 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 but 
I mean, geez, oh man, you, all of them fell asleep to Kyogo, the most dangerous player on the pitch, you're just letting well, them. That's it, because Johnson and Abada were having such poor games that you only need to mark that yeah. guy. That's the only guy you need to get. And they let him away twice and punish them. And that's what he does when you've got a guy that good. Look, sometimes he's not in games. One is a cup, two yeah. goals out of absolute class. Let's talk about the man that brings it all together. Oh, Dad. Just listen, listen. Can you hear that noise? That is the sound of hundreds of thousands of tweets being deleted. <laughs> about Ange Postacoglu. Not from us. Not from us. I would no. never do that. I would never go back. Look, I think um, a lot of people doubted Ange. The, one of the famous phrases, not from Celtic fans, mostly from Rangers fans, was that he'll be gone by Christmas. But there was a lot of people worried about, about Ange and what he was going to bring. A lot of people were questioning the board's intent and all this sorts of stuff about who is this guy, what's he doing near the club. And do you know what? Initial takeaways, who is this guy and what's he doing here? Lord, yes, man. Probably fair enough. Yeah, but if, if you, for example, tweeted this guy, if you totally character assassinated the guy the minute he walked in the door by calling him a bored yes man, we have the receipts. Yeah, <laughs> just happy to be here and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The biggest job he's ever going to get, etc. He's just going to so, be happy and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And that's fair enough. A lot of um, a lot of journalists and pundits and all yeah. that sort of stuff had, uh, weren't, weren't keen on him. And Ange, Ange knew that. Well, first press conference, he was asked, you know, how do you feel about being second choice? And showed a great deal of humility by saying, look, I could have been fourth choice. I don't yeah. care. I, I'm here to do a job. I love the guy. Yeah. I cannot. There's... The, the, the mentality that Ange has got, the no BS, the work ethic, his approach to the game, the way he conducts himself, the way the way he leads this club, the way he's got our team playing, I honestly think we have won a watch with this guy. Now, whether it was blind luck, whether it was an inspired appointment, 
it's probably the latter, depends on what way you want to look at it. However he ended up at the club, I don't really care. No, a shit. I don't, don't give a shit how he ended up with the club. I don't know how well, he ended up here. But the fact of the matter is we've got a bloody good manager on our hands. Well, on the way back from the game, we were talking about Ange and Stephen was... I think it was a phone and actually you were talking about stuff from his book but yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll go on to that but when we were walking back from the game we were, uh, had a look at he was like oh Cancelo's scored for Man City and we were talking about a fantasy team so like oh who are they playing he was like ah they pumped Newcastle 4-0 <laughs> so there's wee Eddie Howe getting absolutely sculled at the weekend and yeah. Andrews get his hands in the first trophy so it just shows how things can change about but when you go about it, the, the board yes men and all that like even said it in his book he's like I've not back jobs because it wouldn't be right for me if I'm going to go in there and I can't do what I, I need to do to get to it and this board yes man like, I don't really get it for people mm. because why would somebody take a job that they're going to fail in if that's going to be the reason but Ange everything about him like Stephen said when I was reading out that email he was nearly in tears I could hardly <laughs> read it it was just another guy with a touch of class and he doesn't get too high, he doesn't get too low. Mm. He said, look, it's been some ride already. I've not really had time to, to think on it. I just come in and I try and do my best every day to make this team as good as it can be. And the words he was talking mm. about us as fans as well, you'll like, add ah, another one. He just gets it and he's just quality. He reminds me of Fergie. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying it. Yeah. He's got that old school Scottish manager Barry mentality Ferguson, about him. Yeah, yeah. Clip this better than Fergie. So <laughs> I, <laughs> you know, I'll still say it. There you go. But he does sort of feel like that sort of godfather figure, doesn't mm. he? Because he's came in, and he's he's basically had to have been. Because the scenes with Koyogo uh, yeah. <laughs> at the end of the game. Do you, Do you know? see the the tweet? Uh, I can't remember who tweeted it, so forgive me for not crediting it. But there was a brilliant one where you know Kyogo's like on his shoulder, with his head buried in his shoulder. It's a, a New Year's party, and the Wayne's fast asleep or something. <laughs> yeah. You're leaving a New Year's party at five a.m. I the Wayne's at late. I absolutely brilliant. <laughs> it just uh, it's just as well like. Well, if we had to get Ange, if we hadn't got Ange in, we would have never got Kyogo. And you're right now, you're thinking about there's no two better people to be at Celtic right yeah. now than these two these two guys. And it just seems like we've won a watch with this guy. Let's give him the tools to do it because, as I keep saying, this could be a special time for Celtic. But he's, he's, he's we're lucky we don't have Eddie Howe, Stephen, because see when you look at the way Eddie Howe approached the Celtic recruitment process about coming and getting the job and all this stuff about can he get his backroom staff? Need my friend. Oh, I need God, my friends. Backroom staff. Yeah, I, hoped, that, I hoped I would never hear those yeah, two words again. And all that, right? But see if you look at the challenges that Ange's had to deal with up until that point, there is no way a man who couldn't deal with the challenge of not getting his second fitness coach in the door could have dealt with the subsequent challenges no, so for, you know, forget Eddie how he's barely worth talking about but I'm only saying that to, to point out that the qualities Ange's got and that he's brought to this job are exactly what we need at the moment oh. Well, you look at you look at the very specific things. We spoke about this on the, the last Friday phone-in that we recorded. That you look at the specific things you, that you can attribute purely to Ange Postecoglou. Never mind the speculation, because you could talk about how much he's improved Rogic and Ralston. The truth is, we don't know. We're just guessing that. But we know for a fact that he brought Kyogo to yeah. the club. We know for a fact he had a huge hand in bringing Joe Hart to the mm. club. As much as it's been framed as he just simply had to take Joe Hart or whatever nonsense it was at the time. We know from both men that Joe Hart was convinced by Postacoglu. He just said, look, I want you to come and be your yeah. keeper. I want to play football. And there it was. So that's two enormous signings we can attribute purely to Postacoglu. If Eddie Howe comes at the club, those things don't happen. Maybe Joe Hart does. I yeah. don't know. But Kyogo certainly doesn't. We're not sitting in this position. We're playing with a Yeti up front, probably, or, <laughs> or whatever. 
So no, I'm I'm very very thankful that Postecoglou is. Coming. I really do hope a Yeti gets fit though by the time the transfer window comes on. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> even even if it's for the last day, I just <laughs> the last day some training montages of him <laughs> on the last day. But Ange Postecoglou is far bigger. Uh, He's a better fit as a Celtic personality as well. I don't. I mean, I don't want to be disrespectful to Eddie Howe, but the fact is, he shattered. Yeah. <laughs> don't and want he's, to be disrespectful, but he shattered. And he's a deceitful coward, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> but no disrespect intended. But but, but he ticks every box. And what we said after the game as well, when we were we were recording a wee uh, post match with a, a wee pint as well. You can tell the difference between Postecoglou and Rogers. Rogers, mm-hmm. it was all. This is kind of what the fans want to hear. But Postecoglou almost like draws back from that and he, he gives us what we want to hear anyway it's, yeah. like, with, it's effortless with him Rogers was trotting out just a kind of high tunnel I, I, the, the routine <laughs> he was doing I, <laughs> he was doing he was doing a bit he was doing mm-hmm. a character with his Postal Goglu isn't but I, I don't mean to to single out like, tweets and stuff you get on forums but the, the reason I bring it up is this tweets to, on forums okay mm-hmm. dad tweets on both on, on, on forums <laughs> <laughs> on the Facebooks um <laughs> But I, I, I'll, I merely bring these things up to ju- just draw a, a complete contrast with how I feel about how this season is going. And I don't know how it's going to turn out. I've, the truth is, I could be sitting here looking ridiculous at the end of the season when it's all going completely off the rails. But I'm enjoying it. I'm, yeah. enjoying, I'm enjoying the journey of it. And I do see things... We, it's just again it's individuals at the end of the day but we've had things shared in our discord group and in group chats about how people are just like nah, he's not won in yet well to this even mm-hmm. to, even having won a cup final now it's just like I but that's expected and I'm just like I kind of feel pity for these people and uh, I feel like yeah. I want to just say just go to a game and experience it and and see if you still feel like that because mm-hmm. I find it very difficult to believe that anyone who's buzzing to go along and watch this team play and buzzing to tune in to these press conferences the likes of which I've never done before. I don't really care about press stuff generally, but I've tuned in to, ev- to hear every single word and says this season. I-, I find it difficult to believe that anyone is still just not enjoying the- this season no. and getting is sitting digging in on a-, a a snap decision that was made based on not having heard the guy. If you at this point haven't bought into Ange Postecoglou and what he's brought to our club and what he's brought to Celtic and not just the man, not just his approach to the the his like philosophy and the way he handles himself and the players he's brought in and and. Uh, even the the style of play, even the way he's approaching these games, we go for it. Yep. We don't stop. That, yeah. Those words are so true. We do not stop. We are not going anywhere. You know, you never think the Celtic team are down. You never think the Celtic team are out. <laughs> See if you're no bought into him at this point. All it is is stubbornness. All it is yeah, is yeah. you made your mind up at the beginning of the season about Ange Postacoglu and you're just too stubborn to change it because there's no reason now. That was, that was a, there was a weight of expectation on that game. There was a real weight of expectation on that game. We needed to come away with a win. We needed to get back to winning ways. And I know the League Cup isn't necessarily the, the trophy everyone wants to win. It's not the glamorous one. You know, people say you only make it, you only win it, you know, just to make up the treble and all that. But plenty of players in the past, Chris Sutton's one of them, have spoken about how winning that League Cup sometimes turns your season around. Yeah. It gives you confidence. It pushes you on for the rest of the season it gives you a high carrying them in and we've got some important games coming up and you know thinking about where we were when the day Ange walked in the door to today still being in touch and distance of Rangers and everything that's happened in between all the injuries and all the stuff and to get one trophy in the cabinet already it's I think he's done a a brilliant job oh there's so many narratives behind it as well because it will be it could easily have turned if we'd have lost that game Big game bottler. Mm. McGregor's no got it as a captain. Yeah. Told you Postacoglu wasn't the man. 
told you stuff it was People were waiting good. to write those stories. Oh, yeah. Those stories were being waiting waiting to write. Tapping yeah. away. Yeah. As soon we as we that know, goal went in. We know who exactly who would have wrote them as well. So you're just waiting on that to come out. But remember what uh, we were told at the start of the season? They're not your friends. A wise man. <laughs> a wise, wise man. But, but with with this, but there's also the flip side to that where a trophy in the bag so mm. he doesn't need to worry about that he's already a trophy winning manager Carl McGregor's already a trophy winning captain already matched Stephen Gerrard's trophy hall <laughs> Mr Gerrard to you son <laughs> and uh, you've got Kyogo like we've got the Fraser Foster final we've got the Edward final mm. this is the Kyogo final like superstar and not even in the making we're watching a superstar there now and you're just like I can't believe it. If somebody's not on board for the ride now I don't know what, what it'll take I'm absolutely buzzing for the rest of the season listen that was the cup final. It's Christmas time. You see these presents on the on the table here. That's not just for show listeners. We've bought each other presents. Yep. Hey, podcast was. There's only. I noticed there are only four presents on the mm. table. That must mean there's two missing. No, um, I mean, I hear just didn't wrap them. So. Oh, oh, you didn't wrap them. <laughs> yeah. Every- Urge everyone to tune into the video for this as well, because oh, if, yes. if you're just listening to audio, which a lot of people still do, obviously there is the video version of this available in which we will we're going to exchange gifts. And just before we get started, right? Oh, like just the presents. Yeah, it's, uh, just it's, it's, it's the spirit of Christmas and all mm. that, guys. I don't want you to be intimidated by the absolutely staggering presents that I've bought you. I don't want you to feel like you have to compete, and I just want to say you're welcome before yeah, we, right. before we open these. I, I, just, like. I just want you to say mine. <laughs> so what, what I've done is, for the presents that I've bought Stephen and Melly here, I bought presents that I think reflect your hobbies and your personalities. Right. So I bought, so um, uh, we'll go first, Melly. This is yours. Oh, That's for you, you Melly. Merry Christmas, Stephen. Oh, thanks. The present like a, thanks. A book. represents your hobbies and personalities. Sound effect here. Yeah, there we go. So, <laughs> oh, it's a grumpy cat calendar. <laughs> I bought you, Stephen, the grump. You like cats. Yep. You like, you're a bit grumpy. So I bought you the grumpy cat 2022 oh. calendar. And if you notice here, Stephen, yeah, there you go. Hold it up to the calendar. There you go. Lovely. What is it? Sensational Melly. The, the official nine in a row story, Celtic one. Uh, he's not even taking the sale logo completely, uh, sale <laughs> label completely off. If you contact me after the show, Melly, I will sign that for you. No <laughs> questions asked. Absolutely sensational. Okay. Thank you. Right, guys. Um, well, that, do you want these passed down? Yeah, Stephen? please, Melly. That this one. This is really good for the the audio listener. Yeah, that one's, one's yours, man. Oh, that's yours for me. Yeah. Oh, feels yeah, heavy. Yeah. Yeah, expensive stuff. Feels <laughs> heavy. Mm. I like how um, these are typically. You can tell these have been wrapped by a man. <laughs> Mine and yours. Oh, a picture oh. frame. <laughs> Steve, what have I got? <laughs> 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 is that it's this Tyler Blackett <laughs> <laughs> you've got me a framed autographed picture of Tyler Blackett yeah, and there's your certificate of authenticity <laughs> oh fuck I nearly ripped I nearly, I nearly ripped it was worthless without this it would be worthless without this there we go he's actually signed it as well because yep, there's, there's no way that's a fake and there's a little bonus prize in oh, there as well did you find yeah. a bonus yeah, present yeah I've got it in my hand I'm just going to reveal it this is Zombies Kenny Count 55 My Heart and it's, and it's fucking Bart Simpson. It's a badge. I'm going to hold this up to the camera. There you go. Ah, <laughs> oh, fucking brilliant. That's, that is, I'll put that beside the bed. Oh. Zombies Kenny Count 55 My Arse. And it's a picture of Bart Simpson holding a towel over his bottom. Absolutely sensational. Okay, Melly, what does Stephen get you? The Celtic supporters' songs, the dance anthems. <laughs> it's a CD. <laughs> It's a CD. <laughs> Hold it up to the camera. Really, uh, 14 tunes, dance tune. You'll never walk alone, dance tune. I wonder who that is. It's got a sexy lady on the front. <laughs> yes. oh, and also, you know what? See, my, before we move on, 
one. My favourite part of this CD is that it states clearly on the back of it, Celtic Football Club neither sponsors nor is affiliated with this album. <laughs> oh, is that not official Celtic merchandise? Unbelievable. Look at that girl on the front. So bad, right? There's the... For the camera, okay. Uh, Stephen, you've... you've uh... Well, spoil a wee bit of my present, but it's an Henri Kamara Pro Stars. Oh, did <laughs> yes. you buy yourselves? Did you I hope you didn't get the same gift? I'm gonna take no, no, it. No. Oh, this is this is this is what Christmas is all about. The ladies true and gentlemen. Spirit of Christmas. Henri Kamara's even got the wee uh, sweatband on there. I've not seen a big head for a while. Well Oh, this is a collector's item as well. <laughs> Melly with the carrier bag, didn't even bother to wrap it. No, no. Uh, right, Jamie, this is yours, but I've also got something else for you. And Stephen. The thing I was getting for you didn't show up. Oh, right? that old chestnut. So, but it that is, old, it is quite chestnut. like that. It is a signed, framed Christian Gamboa picture. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> amazing. But I've got you something, Jamie, that is part of yours. Let's see. Oh, Charlie Mulgrew. Chuckles Mulgrew. It's my, it's my, I've got to, it, I've got to say, doesn't look in like Charlie no, Mulgrew, no, does it? No, nothing. No. <laughs> it could be anybody. <laughs> So I've got you a wee Doesn't replacement in the meantime, Stephen. And just so happened you mentioned this man in the Friday phone in. A wee photo just to keep you going. Danny. <laughs> oh, <laughs> look at that. That is astonishing. That is a, a, a offensively beautiful Danny there, the Portuguese sensation mentioned uh, on the Friday phone in just this week. I'm pretty offended, by the way. That is uh, definitely so bad, isn't it? That's not Charlie McGrew. That's I think that's a reconstituted Mark Burchill or something. <laughs> look at that. It's definitely not Charlie McGrew. Oh, Stephen. Yes. It's that time of year again. The most important time most of the year. The most important birthday of the year. Yes, it is. It's the most wonderful. How self-indulgent is this segment of the podcast? <laughs> That's the same fucking gate you got me last year. Exactly. I'm going to get it every year. Oh, thanks, guys. Okay, this could be... Oh, you're going to sit. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Bye, all. I'm okay. okay, yeah. Okay. Listen, thanks very much. Oh, great. So, Go make, make should, a wish. Should we be blown only three candles? Because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm turned 30. <laughs> That's right. Okay, I make a wish. I wish to be the best, most successful, most loved Celtic podcast ever. Uh, about <laughs> that's not going to come true. That's <laughs> right. for something guys. realistic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Okay, now that we've got the Oxford pleasantries out of the way, <laughs> we can go on to the cut and thrust of Celtic versus Ross County. Oh. We don't go anywhere. We've oh. got the League Cup in the bank, but the most important thing is definitely the league. Well, and I'll tell you something, Stephen. I was worried. Oh yeah, I'll go, I'll go one further than that. See, before that, obviously, astonishing goal goes in in the ninety seventh minute, and it is a minimum injury time they play. It's not exactly that it comes up. It's a minimum. Mm. You get a card. As we seen yesterday. Yeah. Um, when before that goal went in, I thought, oh, this this is it. This is a yeah. big moment here. I I wouldn't go as far to say as I thought the league was gone, but I thought it's going to be very difficult to come back from can this. I, can I can I tell you? I can go one further on that. Uh, I'm going to a little confession here, a little confessional for the listeners. <laughs> Ross County were selling the game for fifteen quid. I thought, nah, nah, not for me, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just going to go out and uh, get it on a a, a website, right? Um, and I, I found it on a website, and my stream cut off. And you know, quite often if you're watching a, a stream, it will cut off right on full time. Mm, yeah. It will cut off. There's no, and that's what happened. It cut off at one one, mm. and I thought, bugger. And I actually opened up the twenty minute Tim's Twitter account to tweet something along the lines of can't believe blah 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 and yeah. all I saw was oh my god oh my yes, god yes, yeah. yes, yes, and I was like that please no on the discord everyone's cheering I was like oh my god <laughs> scrambling to find it refreshing that there was a moment on the discord as well the discord is a, a, a kind of group for for patrons the best people. Here, yeah, that, that we have uh, <laughs> it's a kind of like forum for, for our patrons and one person said yes 
and everyone was like, right, you're at it. Don't do that because that's your yeah. order. Because everyone at that point was, it, when you've got streams, even if you've bought the pay-per-view, you might be a couple of minutes behind yeah, or, or whatever. Yeah. So everyone's looking at the Discord saying, that's out of order, saying that but the ass, if, if you're at the wind up here. But it turned out it, it was some betting site had had published that, that a goal had gone in. So that basically and confirmed they're always it. Ahead, Aye, so it was like, it was chaos in there and absolute bedlam. Scenes in the stadium as well. But joking aside, what an enormous moment for the season oh, that was. And again, oh, ahead man. of the cup final as well, we could have gone into that off a deflating draw that really would have been a huge blow to the title race as well. Because what would have been... The, the problem Seven is, points. Yeah, and the problem is that they, they could just keep winning just now and we are playing for snookers and they go into January the 2nd knowing that avoiding defeat basically busts their mm -hmm. bubble rate. So all these things are going through my head and then for Tony Ralston to pop up with that huge moment. No exaggeration. That... A huge possible turning point for this season, that goal going in. Psychologically, right? Even uh, we just will not. Rangers must be looking at us going, they're not going anywhere. Like, it doesn't matter injuries, season, pre season disasters, uh, the injuries to key players over and over again, players dropping like flies. It doesn't matter what happens. We are. We are right on their coattails yeah. and we are not going anywhere. And Rangers must think, right, okay, we've got their three points. And all those Rangers fans sit down, all those Rangers players, sorry, and staff, and fans as well, sit down waiting for us to drop points. And even that, Heder would have deflated them, would have bust so many bubbles. Yeah, it's tremendous. And it's no exaggeration to say, I think if, if Celtic win the league this year, a big if, but if they do, that could be the game you look back on and yeah. go, do you know what, that was it. Because look, the depleted squad, down to 10 men, the 97th minute, and you just need that wee bit of quality and also that bit of desire. Anthony Alston wanted that more than MD on mm, that pitch. Oh, yeah. The way he got up and put it away, it was absolutely tremendous. And you're looking on the pitch and you know what? That guy deserves that. He deserves that because you can talk about Ange and how he's brought Ralston on, but at the end of the day, a manager can help a player as much as he wants, but if the player doesn't just give everything mm. and give 100% every day, he's not going to happen for him. But it seems to be Anthony Ralston's done that and just... That moment, like the cup final was special, absolutely brilliant, but domestic in a league game, I've not felt that emotion, relief, joy in a single second yep. when that ball hit the back of the net. And but, uh, I was a mug and paid the £15 <laughs> for uh, Ross County, so you missed out on Stephen Craig. No, I got, that, I got the Ross County feed, oh, just you? a dodgy one. No, so, so I didn't miss out on Stephen Craig and crying for 90 the minutes. the pain in his voice. Stephen Craig, I don't even think he's ever played for Ross County, has no. he? No. No, but he seemed to be a big fan of him that night. So <laughs> See, to give him the benefit of the doubt if I could do such a thing, because I don't want to, because he did the exact same commentary style for the, the, for the, for the cup final. I just thought, is this because he's on Ross County TV, he feels like he needs to bum them up? Like Celtic TV commentators yeah. maybe would, if, if yeah. that's what he's doing. But the level of greeting coming out of that commentary box was unparalleled. I've not had like it since, I don't know, Princess Diana's funeral or something. <laughs> <laughs> Bet Cregan was gutted at that one as well. But <laughs> he was as well. I, I thought Cregan was shocking, to be honest. Yeah. I, I don't really pay attention much to these things. And I get that it's an in-house club thing mm. right, as club media but as you say didn't he play for them around? he's just a hired gun for the, the media team as well. I, and some of the crap he was talking and it, it was something that really got on my nerves at the time Millie you, you discussed it on a podcast after the game as well he kept like Ross County kept kicking the ball away at free kicks right and mm. no one's got any business touching the ball at free kicks it's a booking right everybody knows it's a booking mm. to kick the ball away even if you just tap it away you should be booked for it because you've got no business doing that and all you have done is deliberately obstructed the taking of a free kick but <coughs> Craigan was 
He was like defending it and saying, oh, he's only tapped it about 10 yards. I'm like, well, that's, what's, yeah. what's your cut off there? You, <laughs> yeah, you don't have to put it in the stand. <laughs> I saw, uh, he was really, really annoying me. And it was like, it was almost like they'd hired, I, I don't know, like Derek Johnston or something like that. Or it, was some, it was a really, really weird commentary. I get that Celtic TV is is very, very biased as well. And I have my own problems with mm. that at times. It's a little bit insulting towards their intelligences at times but but Tom Boy's just a pure massive Tim yeah. what's Craig's excuse for he never played for Ross County at all but I've already wasted too many <laughs> brain calories on him so far <laughs> I mean the the, the that was as I said we don't need to go over it again but that game represented a massive worry for me and I think you're right Mel I think it will be depending on how the season goes but if we end up winning the, the league this season that will be an enormous, an enormous ton of point. And again, it just goes to show how much faith and belief that this team have got. And Ange just kept going, kept going, kept trying, kept trying. We don't stop. No. We don't stop. And, and it, it always comes back to that, doesn't it? Yeah, but it's just, uh, he's drilled this into the players from day one. And this is what happens. We've seen so many Celtic, like, there was a lot of nonsense after the game as well about celebrating a win against Ross County. Like, like what is the point oh. in this fun police stuff? Like, it doesn't matter any context any team that gets a last minute winner has every right to celebrate the way they want because you don't in the, that instant go oh hold on a minute should I be yeah. celebrating this it's just relief and joy and let me weigh up the pro, the context I, of this yeah. can I just put you into the mindset of the person that you're talking about it was Tom English the BBC yes. guy Tom English who as soon as the game finished decided to use his time and his platform to promote Scottish football and basically get into arguments with Celtic fans on Twitter, basically telling them you shouldn't be celebrating this. You didn't win against Bayern Munich. Several tweets going on about how Celtic should have won and, you know, they had internationals on the pitch and injuries don't matter. Yada, 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 all that sort of stuff. There was about... He spent a lot of time on Twitter doing that. Do you know how much time he spent on Twitter after Celtic won the Cup? Equal time. No, not, not a single tweet. Not one tweet did he bother tweeting about a National Cup final. Didn't bother wasting any of his time on it. Um, so this mad bitterness, as you say, fun police, doesn't matter what team you support, that was a game of football trademark. You know, that was an exciting game of football. Um, maybe not so for Ross County. Malky Mackay wasn't happy. Didn't use any gamer words this time. <laughs> you know, kept the language quite clean. So he did. Um, he said that the referee was going to play until Celtic scored, which I found remarkable because, you know, I thought the referee was shocking. Yeah. Again, it's a... Uh, Duffield had a bad game, but the sending off... Uh, a bizarre sending off. A bizarre sending off for me. Yeah, it is because, uh, having seen it back again, it's clear that he's dissenting towards the ref mm. but I think it, the ref probably could have taken into account the fact that he's had his face <laughs> smashed in yeah, yeah. so uh, Joe Hart was on the scene and he was very visibly telling Starfield to stop doing whatever he was doing towards the ref because he could tell that he was going to talk himself into trouble which he did but I still think there was a bit of room for right well the situation is as it is he's had his face smashed we'll, we'll all just start the mm. game again without booking him fair enough I, but I understand why he was booked if he's maybe said something completely out of order to the ref the second one is probably a booking, but I don't, I don't know. But this it's, is it. It was, but it wasn't that. It's that consistency thing again, yeah, isn't yeah, it? There was so much going on in the game. You think, yeah. well, if that's a booking, then if that's a red card, then there should be these things yeah. happening all over the pitch. Yeah, there was one in the, the Hibs game yesterday. Very early on, the first couple of minutes, mm. it was a shocking challenge, and it was a talking to. Yeah, that, that guy can make another two challenges after that now instead of booking him. The referee was a bit card happy yesterday, and. During the week again, it was 
weird performances from referees, but oh, and Craigan as well. What is, he said something about oh, Claret doesn't mean that it, it's a, automatically a foul. This is before right, even Danny seeing the replay. <laughs> before even seeing the replay, then you see the replay and the guys clearly elbowed him in the face. You're like, these things, if, if VAR was in place, well, maybe they would they get sent off. But again, this is just, okay, we're down to 10 men. Mm. We are depleted as anything, bringing on Owen Moffat to try and yeah. uh, get us a goal. But we didn't give up. We kept no. going to the end and we got that goal by Hooker, by Crook, and we stayed in there. And I think that has a knock-on effect because if we don't win that game, cup final doesn't turn out the way it was, maybe Kyogo changes something he's like, I need to play whereas mm. after that he was like right I can, I can go and play this game now there was no pressure on him so I think it just as you always say it's even the best way to win your ge- next game is to win the previous game and just had a momentum that Celtic are sort of building towards we're, we're playing well but we're, we're winning these tight games and that, yeah. that's just as good as beating teams 5-0 sometimes mm. because you can go and go if the game lasts 95 minutes, we can go right to the end and get a goal. And now we're a team that scores late goals. That'll play on teams' mind as well. Like, we don't stop and we will not stop until we get the goal. And Stephen, look, we've, we, we've discussed many a time in the podcast and we discussed a couple of months ago, you know, what is success for Ange? What, and we said one trophy and within touching distance of Rangers come the end of the season that's what we drew the line come the end of the season we want to, at least one trophy and touching distance given the context at the time yeah. Yeah. yeah so we've got the one trophy this win keeps us in touching distance of Rangers still a lot of tricky games coming up who's at St Mirren Wednesday St Johnson Boxing Day Hibs and following Wednesday then the Big Bears yeah so it, we it's it, it just Angie I know Angie says we don't stop but the, the games don't stop no, Wait, there's no, no. it's no time to sort of unless they do right enough well unless they do yeah but there's no time to sort of sit back and enjoy these it's just next game next game next game that's it and I, I imagine Ange will have basically you know, allowed the players to to celebrate as much as they like I don't mean I'm not talking about getting on it mm. <laughs> I'm not talking about going to Ibiza or anything like that but I'm like, going they, to go yeah <laughs> going to Dubai <laughs> savour it I hope Dubai's day. nice this time yeah <laughs> savour it um as much as you can, but that's it. We draw a line mm. under it and it, it's all about the next game and it's all about the league games now because you can't afford to dwell on these things. It's it's always changing. So we simply just need to get back on back on the train, back focused and time for the next game. And to end the week of good news, um, Bernard Higgins is not getting a job at the club. Yes. So however that came about, don't know, he released a statement saying that he was not going to join Celtic. So that's just another yeah. thing that we, we can get on board with. We don't have to worry about that. And um, yeah, season of goodwill to all men, to, <laughs> to most men, and, <laughs> yeah. but, but all women. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that works out quite well. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Season of goodwill to not all men <laughs> and all women. <laughs> Melly, we've reached the end of the podcast. It's the Christmas season. We would just like to say from all of us, Thank you so much for listening to us throughout the year. Merry Christmas. Yes. We should do that together, okay? One, two, three. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. And leave us a five-star review on <laughs> Apple Podcasts or Podcast Addict and leave comments on YouTube saying, I want a badge with leaving your Twitter handle in there. That's a small print there. Yeah, that is a small print. Actually, just as Stephen touched on there, if you're still watching and listening. Um, I'm going to give away four badges. Oh, Santa, Santa Claus. Hey, I'm going to give away four badges this week. If you want a gold 20-minute Tim's badge, leave us a five-star review on iTunes or Podcast Addict. Leave your Twitter name so we can contact you and give you that badge. If you're watching this on YouTube, just write in the comments below, I want a badge. Leave your Twitter name so we can contact you and we'll send out four badges this week. Gee, that away. Absolutely gee, that away. Listen, 
Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. If you want to support us, patreon.com slash 20 minute Tims. Goodbye from me, Jamie. Goodbye from me, Stephen. <laughs> Goodbye from me, Melly. <laughs> Thanks for watching. I'm listening. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a woman-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.